0: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 2nd of March, and the market is having a good day. Another good day. We were up 116 yesterday, and we're up another 53 points today. Wall Street just doesn't stop. Dow Jones up 603 points, that's 1.95%, but the Nasdaq up 3.01%, with stocks like Apple up 5.4%, and most of the others in that sector up 2 or 3%. Even the investment bank's got Citibank up 5.5%. Goldman's up 3.6%. 7%. Flying along, we'll talk about a bubble a little bit later. On the sector front, we've got BHP and Rio up 1.1% and 1.7% today, and they both go ex dividend on Thursday for quite large dividends, about 3.7% for BHP, including Franking, and over 5% for Rio. The banks are all up a little bit today. CBA doing better than the others, up 1%. But the sector enjoying a resurrection at the moment is the tech sector, and up 3%, realestate.com up 3.3%, APT up 0.7%. APT, if you look at the chart, if you think the BNPL wave is going to continue to roll and roll, then this is your buying opportunity in APT, having had its capital raising, the share prices tipped over on these interest rate fears. Bottom of the range might be worth a look for some of you. Of course, what's driving the US market at the moment is the 10-year bond yield. Everybody was worrying about it for the last two weeks as it ripped up. Basically, it's doubled since November when the vaccine news came in. In the last couple of days, it's down from 1.55% to 1.43%, helped by last week's words of... Calm from Jerome Powell telling us that inflation is not going to be a major problem. And I think the central banks have learned from October 2018 that the market's Achilles heel is the idea that interest rates are going to go up. So they're doing their best they can to pacify. And on that front, we've got an RBA meeting today. They're likely to increase their bond buying. They did that yesterday, but increase the official program size. And we'll see what they say about interest rates as well, but very likely to follow the Jerome Powell line of doing whatever they can at this point in time and tolerating a higher inflation rate for a while whilst recovery sets in. Anyway, all that has kicked off this reinflation of the speculative stocks. And GameStop, Cost Group, AMC Entertainment all up sort of 13, 14, and 18% overnight. That Reddit short squeeze trade reinflating, and Bitcoin up 4.6% overnight. Now, I see in Henry's take today, he started talking about the Bitcoin bubble and this idea that Bitcoin mining is environmentally unfriendly and could kill the whole thing. It just takes too much energy to find one of those buggers. And today, I have written about the tulip bubble, tulipomania, and the reason for that is my 19 year old daughter, who has never touched the stock market, who works for $25 an hour, who's always saved her money, who shops in op shops to save money, suddenly put her head through the door and wants to put $5,000 into the stock market, which I work out as 200 hours of her working in a restaurant. That's 50 shifts. Don't say that too quickly. And she's been convinced by her or the reason she's doing it, she's been convinced by her peers that the stock market is easy and that she can risk all that work because the risks are that low, because in their short experience, the risks have been low. It's too easy at the moment, I think is the point. Everybody is making gains. And I've heard that expression before. Q article about tulipomania, Everybody is making gains is the first line of The definition of a bubble, and I can tell you, bubbles have happened before. And so, I've written about tulipomania just to wise up some of those teenagers who think it's too easy and to entertain you. In 1623, the price of tulip bulbs got out of hand, and a single tulip bulb sold for a thousand Dutch florins, which at the time was seven times the average annual wage. I believe the average annual wage in Australia is currently eight. $189,000. Eighty-nine thousand dollars So seven times the annual wage in Australia would be the equivalent of buying a single tulip bulb for $623,000 at the moment. In 1623, the average tulip trader made 60,000 florins a month, which was 400 times the annual wage. 40 bulbs sold for 100,000 florins. And for 100,000 florins, you could have bought 3,333 pigs for the same price and people were selling possessions to speculate in the tulip market. One sailor mistakenly ate a tulip bulb with herring, thinking it an onion, and that would have paid his ship's crew for 12 months. And some tulip traders started selling tulips that had only just been planted others sold bulbs they intended to plant in an early version of the futures market they called it wind trade at the time because that's all the tangible assets you had wind thin air anyway there has been a lot written about bubbles and how to spot them and this is this is the list from 400 years ago how to spot a bubble everybody is making gains so much so that my 19 year old thinks the stock market's a good idea people believe the passion for Stocks will last forever. Your ordinary industry is neglected. So, in other words, you stop bothering to go to work so you can speculate in the market. Tangible assets are converted to cash to speculate in shares. Selling your jet ski to trade GameStop, I assume. Other asset classes are deserted. So, you'd be selling your house to speculate in shares. Luxuries of every sort rise in price. You can't buy a jet ski at the moment. (laughs) You can't buy a motorbike either, I've found out. Cars are going up as well. Four-wheel drive accessories. And assets are bought to sell, not bought for their return. So people aren't trying to get an income out of assets. They're trying to get a price rise. And then we go into a discussion about the opposite of a bubble. You can read it in the strategy piece today. So the suggestion is that the market is pretty frothy, particularly in the US at the moment. I've got some charts in today, the S&P 500. And it's relentless uptrend since the pandemic. But it's not just the pandemic. You can understand the market or the U.S. market recovering to pre-pandemic levels and continuing its uptrend. But uh, if you look at the 20-year chart of the S&P 500, it's going exponential. And even if you turn it into a logarithmic chart, which you're which you're supposed to do when you're looking at long-term charts for the purposes of technical analysis, it's still very top of the range at the moment. Now you never sell something just because it's going up. And I hate finger waggers. Finger waggers are people that sit on on the sidelines taking no risk telling people who are successfully taking risk that it's all going to end in tears or hoping it's all going to end in tears. So I don't want to do any finger wagging. And the golden rule is that you don't predict the top of a market, you wait for it. So I think all we need to do is, as uh, Henry wrote, I think last week, his spidey senses are (laughs) tingling. And I think our spidey senses are just beginning to tingle a little bit on sentiment in the stock market being a little bit exuberant. This interest rate theme could tip it over, but not if interest rates go down from here, of course. The market did have a couple of rough days there on the trot, which looked like a bit of a top. And when that short squeeze issue happened three or four weeks ago, there was one very sharp down day. when When you get it up to altitude, the air gets thin. It gets a lot easier to pass out. People are very quick to take larger profits. Things happen faster from higher levels. So spidey senses tingling is all I'm really saying. For us, as always, the game is the same. Don't worry about a correction till it happens. We are in the reaction business, not the prediction business. None of us are clever clever enough to spot the top before it happens. If all the kings, queens, central bankers, brokers financial planners, individuals, and even the taxi drivers didn't predict the GFC or the pandemic, then there's no point you trying to predict the top of the market either. It'll come. Surprisingly, what we can do is be clever enough not to sit in denial if it does come and pretend it's not happening. So we wait for it to happen. If it's going to happen, these things can go for years. Prior to the 87 crash, the UK market doubled in 18 months or so. I think our market did as well. I was in the UK at the time, not Australia, but these things can can run for quite a long time. So let's not predict top, but spidey senses tingling. Right, that's about that. Market just sliding off the top a little bit. We were up 71. We're now up 36. Dow futures up 36 as I leave you. They're a little bit off the top. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.